Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Talk Albion. Sorry it's been a little bit of time since the last one but a lot has happened and it's got plenty of us to talk about. As always I'm joined tonight here with my my dad. Hello everyone. Yeah Um, we're going to be talking all about our most recent fixtures in the Premier League and also the breaking news that happened earlier today um, on the day of recording but we'll get into that a little bit later. So, Dad, since we've last recorded, we have had about four games in the Premier League. The first of which was against Southampton, uh, not Southampton, Sheffield United. What were your thoughts on that game? Oh, it was a it was a well deserved win. I think at the end of the day, and a, a much uh, welcome win. Um, welcome three points for us. Uh, it was a long time coming, and um, we rode our luck at times. But uh, I think. Overall, it was a decent performance and uh, another top-class performance by Sam Johnson, who um, made a, quite a few stunning saves during the match. And um, again, right at the end of the match, Sheffield United had a couple of chances where they could have equalised, but they were unable to take their chances, um, which meant we walked away with a 1-0 win. and. I think we all breathed a big sigh of relief when that happened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I remember I, I was watching the second half of the game because I was out at a family meal at the time and I was watching the second half and just as we were all getting ready to go, it was right at the end of the game and I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to turn away. And so I was like, right, I'm just going to get home and I'm not going to look at the score. And then I caved in, looked at the score and as soon as I saw full-time 1-0, I rang out to you. Yeah, and I just let us big sigh of relief and the scream down the phone saying, "Get in there!" Yeah, um, yeah. So I, it was. It I would was, say uh, that Sheffield were a much better team in that game. They had more chances. They were much more creative, I'd say, but they just lacked the the quality, which is probably why they're sitting bottom of the table. Yeah, so I, I, I tend to agree with you there. We we managed to take our chance. Um, I believe it was Conor Gallagher with um, his shot just outside the box. And um, it was a good goal. He placed it well. Didn't really strike it that hard, but he seemed to have picked his his spot. And uh, it was a good goal. And it it, uh, gave us a three points. So, yeah, very good. Very happy with the result. Battling performance. Not a five-star performance by any means, but uh, a good battling performance. It's what we all wanted to see. I think we all agree that uh, the result, the three points, was all that mattered. at that time so um we then our next game was not so good unfortunately crystal palace we lost uh 5-1 as we all know yeah um what were your thoughts on that game josh um i thought it was a real shame um another big var game uh well a game that had a var incident with mateus Pereira getting sent off but i think if we t- it was a game of two halves really um as soon as like the first gar- the first half, Crystal Palace went one 0 up and we equalised, or I think it was that way around. I can't yeah. remember, but one one at half time. Conor Gallagher getting his second and second in two games, so he's he's really looking a goal scoring threat for us at the minute. Um, but going into that second half with ten men, uh, it just completely changed the game. And players like Wilfred Zaha and Ben Teke. They finally got their scoring shoes on, and they managed to put another four past us in that second half. So yeah, yeah, it was it was very disappointing the manner in which um, Pierre was sent off. I was absolutely livid 
um, especially when we see the likes of um, other players having done similar things um, and not even getting a caution or yellow card or yeah. or, or anything. Um, we we all seen the, the pictures on social media um, with you know other players, and yeah. um, I was absolutely disgusted with the bar decision. To be honest, there was no intent, there was no malice. Um, it was he was fouled and pushed to the floor. Um, legs go in the air and he, he gets sent off by a very, very foolish VAR decision as far as I'm concerned. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, disappointing result. We collapsed and um, I think the less we say about that match, the better, to be honest. Yeah, I think the main takeaway from that game, there was obviously the loss of um, Pereira and it was I think it is up for debate whether it was intentional or not I think a yellow card was definitely a fair because it is dangerous play having your boots up in the air like that but there's not a lot you can do when you're on your back and you're, you've got the momentum of rolling over but having him sent off has a knock it would have had a knock on effect for our next three games with him That's being right. our most creative outlet and with teams such as Newcastle and then Man City and Villa He's now out for he was now out for all three of those games and the fact that we appealed it and then they still said no. I mean I still I, I still feel like the Premier League has operation West Brom relegated, but um That's right. it's, it's too difficult it to certainly, call. It certainly felt um, victimized by that decision at the time. Yeah. Um anyway, so so um yeah. but as I you say as you say, the less the better with that game. <laughs> but yeah, moving yeah. on, a much a much better game, I'd say, for us uh, against Newcastle. Uh, unfortunately, another loss, but a much better game for the West Brom team. Yeah, there was a lot of high expectations coming into this match from, from fans with um, Newcastle coming back with a much weakened squad. In the end, I think it was only three first-team players that were, were missing. Mm. Uh, from from the Newcastle team, um, I think it was a very good performance overall. Um, it, of course, Newcastle go one 0 up within twenty seconds, which was a real big blow to us. Um, and I think myself and everyone else was fearing the worst after that goal went in. But yep. we managed we managed to settle down in the game. Um, Furlong had a great shot. Um, yeah. And strike for for his goal just before the just before half time to to draw us level, yeah. and it really looked like we could hang on for a draw, um, or, or possibly snatch all three points. But yeah. unfortunately, it was uh, one of our old favourite players, um, Dwight Gale, who um, pitched up with um, a fantastic header and yeah. an equally fantastic cross into the box, which was virtually undefendable, to be honest. Um, a yeah. fantastic cross and fantastic header to put Newcastle 2-1 up and by that point I think we just ran out of ideas and um, we yeah. was uh, unfortunate to, to lose 2-1 I think a draw would have been oh well it was a loss yeah a loss it was like games like that where players like Mateus Pereira could really have made a difference because he would have had that creative spark there were lots of incidents where I think it was a Charlie Austin shot where he decided to take it on instead of putting yes, Gallagher right. in. Um, he was very, so maybe, very, 
selfish um, that was, but that's what you expect your strikers to do, I suppose. Uh, yeah. really they want, they want to, they are selfish yeah. um, with the ball, you know. So um, I don't blame him for taking the shot, to be honest. But I think yeah. the better option would have been to have passed the. I'd be be inclined to agree but I think in recent games our shooting has not been very good I think we've probably got the lowest amount of shots on target in the league because we just seem to be putting them over the bar all the time it's very rare we actually get them on target let alone in the back of the net that's right I think um I think then manager is going to have to put a few more shooting shooting drills out as well as some more defensive organization but I think yeah. it's going to be a case of who can score the most goals in our next game. Of but, course. But, um, but following the Newcastle game, I'd say a much better game, well, a much more stressful game for the players, but we faced Man City at the Etihad and ended in a 1-1 draw. I don't know how it ended in a 1-1 draw, but it did, so we'll take that. But what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, again, going into this match, um a uh, lot of expectations and a lot, lot of ne- negative expectations um, from from the fan base um, predictions going from 8-0. Yeah. You know, um, lost to us, but it, it was a brilliant performance, probably the best performance of all season so far. Um, we stuck to our game plan um, really, really well. We frustrated Man City. We got stuck into the game, was winning the ball in midfield. Um, was we didn't have much possession. I think we had about 23, 24% possession in the whole match, which isn't yeah. a great deal. But we, again, we, we, we managed to frustrate Man City. Yeah. Sam Johnson was fantastic, made um, a number of world class saves, point blank saves. You know, he, he definitely deserved um, to be man of the match. Um, and it was, a, it was a really good team performance um, mm. to, to come away. Uh, from the Etihad with uh, with a point, um, so yeah, really, really, really pleased, really pleased about that performance. Yeah, I think and, and the results. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit disappointing that we didn't go one nil up with Carl and Grant almost putting one in in the first half. But I'd much I can't, rather, I'd much I rather go away one one than potentially three one or whatever. So. I can't. It was a. It was a great move. Um, he did really well to get into that position. He did everything right. But why did he shoot down to the keeper's left like that? He should have blasted it into the top top corner. Yeah. Any any half decent striker would have would have buried that chance. I'm afraid, and I, I'm not too sure about Grant at the moment. He needs to um, start taking his chances. Um, a bit more for for my liking. He's, he's he's just showing that he's a championship striker at the moment, and we need him to raise his game. He he needs to. He may only get two or three maybe chances in a match, and he's got to score from one of them. Yeah. Um, that's what's expected from a Premier League striker. Um, he's got big expect. There's a lot of expectations on his shoulders. He, I know he cost us around fifteen million pound. But um, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm sure he'll come good. I'm sure he'll come good. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm beginning to doubt the signing at the moment. And but uh, let, let's hope that he can develop yeah. into the player that we all hope he can be for us. Because he does look promising. Like mm. I say he got he got he did everything right to get into that position that 
goal-scoring position. He did everything apart from put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see what what happens um, over the course of the season with him. Obviously, we've seen um, Charlie Austin and Grzynski make an appearance yeah. for us um, a couple of times, um, yeah. which was nice to see. Um, so yeah, I think. For me, I, th- I really, I, I mean, I've got lots of good memories of um, Charlie Austin, particularly his brace against Birmingham. Yeah. And then Krasicki, he, ha- he hasn't done an awful lot for us in Albion shirt, but he hasn't really been given a fair opportunity, I'd say. But his, I mean, so far all we've brought him in to do is score against his old club hole. So he, That's right. So it'd be nice for him to get a few more minutes and then hopefully a few more goals, because then if we do end up selling him, we'll be able to, we'll maybe be able to get a couple more million for him. Also, that's right. Price tag, um, but well, we'll see if uh, I think is it not, was it not enough Forest were looking to sign yeah, him. It was one of the two, but then either they ran out of time or talks broke down. I, I can't quite remember, but he's for now an Albion player, and he will be until the day he goes. So hopefully, he'll be able to do a good job for us, and then maybe stay on if he does a great job. Yeah, well, we'll see. I'd like to say I agree with you and. He hasn't really been given the opportunity to to really yeah. show us what he can do. He, he hasn't had a decent run in the team. I don't know why. He's a Polish international. He's he not long scored a hat trick for Poland. Mm. There's got to be something about him. It's, it's worth um, worth a look at. Um, yeah. So um, after those four matches, we we see ourselves. Um, slipping back down to 19th in the table. Of course, we've got Sheffield United below us, still on a single point um, after 12 games. Then uh, we've got ourselves on 13 games uh, with seven points. Burnley are above us um, uh, by two points, on on nine points, um, and equally Fulham uh, have played 13 on nine points so we're just two at the moment two points away from from safety yeah um so um and next up is uh one of our old rivals aston villa yeah. how do you see that game panning out josh well i'm not too sure i've currently got a 10 pound bet on with a friend from work who supports villa saying that we'll win it or villa will win and if it's a draw then we'll just roll it on to the next fixture um but who knows? I mean, Aston Villa play on Thursday, which is tomorrow night for us. Um, so that will probably pave the way in setting up the game. I mean, we've come off a really good performance against Manchester City and we'll have two extra rest days compared to Aston Villa. So I reckon I reckon Villa are the favourites to win, in all honesty. Yeah. But I think that we, we're in a strong position to cause an upset and maybe get the three points. Um well, it's a local derby and anything can happen in a local derby. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the performance against Man-, Man City gives us all a glimmer of hope. Uh, we've, we've seen a glimpse of what the team can, can do and how they can perform. Um, yeah. I'm not looking for a five-star performance again. Um, I really don't want to lose. I'd, I'd accept a draw away. Is it at home? It is at the Hawthorns. It's at the Hawthorns as well. Well, certainly be looking draw minimum or, or win. Um, certainly yeah. don't want us to lose, but then I'd, I want to see um, another hard-fought performance by 
the team yeah. again um you know uh, so what can we say anything can happen in a local derby it's really yeah. tough tough call so um i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a two-all draw i'm gonna sit on the fence on this one i can't yeah. see which way it goes i just hope we don't get a player sent off i hope we don't get a nasty injury which can happen in in local derbies yeah um it always seems that one team seems seems to um, suffer a big injury setback um yeah i've seen red cards happen in local derbies um yeah I don't care if the Villa dominate the game and we come away with a nil-nil draw. To be honest, um, yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, mean, with it I'm being not, not... with it being our last game before Christmas, I'd absolutely love a win, a nice Christmas present from the Albion to us. But I don't know. Uh, I, I yeah. can't really see it happening. But I will happily take a a, a ball draw or a, a score draw. As long as Villa don't win, I'd be happy. But mm-hmm. let's, we'll just have to see because. Obviously, um, is, is there anything else you want to add to the Villa game? No, I just hope that um, Villa don't win because I've got a bet with my partner that uh, if Aston Villa do win, then I've got to eat a teaspoonful of Marmite, which I'm totally not looking forward to. Well, um, I, think, I think even Marmite fans aren't looking forward to just Marmite on its own because it is quite strong stuff. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, it's not pleasant, let me put it, put it that way. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping players like, well, I'm hoping Jack Grealish in particular is a bit distracted from his recent fine, but we'll just have to see come Sunday. Uh, yeah, well, of course, um, Sunday's game, we'll see the first game in charge of our new manager. I'm sad to say it's been announced that it's Sam Allardyce. Yeah. Um, the club announced today the, the departure of uh, Slavin Bilic. And I've immediately appointed Big Sam in his place. He'll be taking charge of the squad on Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. to prepare for the Villa match. Um, as you can tell yeah. by the expression on my face, yeah. I'm speechless. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely don't think this is the best move Albion can make. And I definitely think it's the wrong timing. I think maybe in the future, come January or whenever, sure, if it, if it'd be a much better time and start the year afresh. But I think before a local derby and after the back of that brilliant performance at Manchester, obviously with Big Sam coming in straight away, you know that they've had this plan for a while and they've negotiated terms with Big Sam. Yeah. But I think that, Slavan is would be the man to keep us up. I mean, he was given two seasons to get us promoted. They said, you've got two seasons to get us promoted to the Premier League, and he did it in one. So yeah. I think I just don't think that they've made the right decision with this. Um, I, don't, um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't understand what's going through their heads. They've given him no money to spend. Um, he hasn't been able to strengthen the squad in any way, shape or form. Um, the players we we did manage to sign were just signings, as we all know, uh, Pierre, Grady, players which were on loan to us in the championship. And uh, yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that we captured the, the signings on a, on a permanent deal, you know. Um, but we we didn't see any new faces apart from Carl and Grant coming to the team. 
Yeah, it's just, it's just Gallagher and Grant and Ivanovic who are all good players, but apart from those three, we did hardly ever strengthened the squad, and especially with players like Hagazi going out the door the way he did. Well, just... well Gallagher's a loanee from Chelsea. Yeah. Ivanovic was a free. On a, on a one-year deal as well, so he won't really, after this season, who knows where he'll go. Yeah. So it is only really Grant who will stay with us for more than one season unless we somehow get Gallagher to sign or Ivanovic maybe we'll do another year Robinson but, was a swap yeah um, with, with Sheffield United yeah. um, you know uh, so, so um, yeah, I, I don't know what's going through the board's head I think they've set him up to fail in I a way so. and I personally don't think he's failing I just think he needs more time I do. I would have, I would have stuck with him to the end of the season. Um, but I think there's a, a, an agenda that's gone on. Um, something's not right. I, I, I really hope we can get rid of these Chinese owners. I'm nothing against Chinese people at all, but Mister Lai um, yeah. has obviously got no interest in that in running the club. He, he's only in it for financial gain. Yeah, himself. Um, but he, I don't think he'll even get financial gain if he runs it the way he runs it. So he might as well just pack up and go if he doesn't. If he wants money, because he won't get it at West Brom if he's running it the way he's running it. Hmm. But so, I'm, uh, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that the old Newcastle Dubai people who were interested in buying that will come in for us, and then. <laughs> well, there was not so long ago there was rumours of um, a US-led um, consortium. Yeah. that was interested in taking over the club. All those rumours have suddenly gone quiet yeah. now. Um, I was really hoping something could have materialised on that front. Um, but we've seen managers return um, to the club. I'm not enthusiastic about Big Sam, to put it politely. Yeah. Being in charge of our club. Um, oh, I'm just happy but, it's not Pardew round two. Well, so. um <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really gutted that Slavan's left, yeah. um, and and in the manner that that he's left, I can understand the argument that the results those haven't been particularly mm. favourable. But he's still got a forty percent win rate with the club. Yeah, you know, which considering the position we're in, um, I think you, with a little bit more time and a bit of support in the January transfer window. Yeah, um, he was more than capable. He was a highly popular um, yeah. manager, one of the most popular managers I've seen at the album for since Roy Hodgson, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I remember when it was just over a year ago that we went to see the Albion against Swansea, absolutely battering them five-one, and the crowd was singing "Slavin, give us a wave." And yeah. I think he was the reason why he he drew in a big crowd. We got flags all around the stadium in Slavin. We trust, yeah. and I think it's absolute. As a West Brom fan and as a football fan as well, I'm really disappointed that he's gone in the way he has. Um, but I wish, I really wish him all the best. I think yeah. he's given us in the short time he's been with us. He's given us a lot of memories, a lot of nervous <laughs> memories towards the end of last season. But he got us promoted, which is what he was there to do. And in so far, he's doing an okay job in the Premier. He's only two points away from getting out of the bottom three. That's right. And if you look at um, our previous appointments in 
Tony Pulis and Alan Pardew, you know, and then we get a bright shine in light in the form of Slavon Bilic come over and uh, takes over the managerial ends and uh, gives us all a spark and glimmer of hope, uh, a bit of passion and pride back into our club. You know, um, we, we, we began to see decent football again, which was so lacking since the since Roy Hodgkinson, Hodgson's era, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and in, in charge of our club. I'm just lost for words of why they've made the, this, this decision. Yeah. You know, so, um, so Slavin, if you're watching this, I'd like to say to you on behalf of all the West Bromwich Arabian fans, thank you for everything you've done for our club. Thank you for making us believe in our club once more. Um, and we're desperately sorry in the manner that you left and in the way that you've been treated by our board. It should be those that were sacked and not you, as far as we're concerned. Yeah, I would agree. If if you ever find yourself down my way, Slavin, I'll treat you to a few pints to, to help you get over it. But I, I, we will miss you. Um, but yeah. yeah, definitely. definitely. Just just out of curiosity, if I know you said you're not the biggest fan of Big Sam, and but who would you have gone for as a replacement manager? Well, that's an interesting question, but um, it's hypothetical because I wouldn't have sacked I wouldn't have sacked Slab. So I, I'm not even thinking of anyone remotely um, to. Yeah to replace him um i think it's a bizarre, bizarre decision um the only name that i would like would like to see come back to would be roy Hodgson, who's doing a fantastic job at crystal palace yeah it's just a shame that england came calling when we had him and he left and no one could blame him going going for the england job um and and leaving leaving us and you know so i can't honestly yeah. say a name that I would want to, to be in charge, uh, apart from Slavin. That's fair so. enough. Yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with you, but when I heard the news, I was trying to think of some names who I thought oh, would be a good fit for one West Brom mm. and also who was available. And obviously the first name that I thought would probably get it is Big Sam. I didn't hear, I hadn't heard any rumours at the time, but I thought he would have probably got it. Mm. Um, I thought maybe Eddie Howe from Bournemouth may have been in line with the job. No, I would have preferred Eddie Hour over Big Sam all day long. Yeah. Um, so I thought maybe, but I, again, I didn't think he would get it because I think they really, I don't know why, but they probably just went with Big Sam. Uh, mm. Another name that popped into my head, but I thought was a, a big, big stretch was the old Spurs boss, Pochettino. I thought maybe he'd fancy a challenge to be in the Premier League and go for a relegation scrap because he, I think he was doing it with Southampton at the time before he mm-hmm. went to Spurs. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- those were the only three names that came into my head. But well, uh, it just seems strange that I mean, if Big Sam's come to the club and they've given reassurance of funds in the January transfer window, yeah, which is what I've heard on Sky News today, then why couldn't they have given those funds to to Billick in the first place? Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up to me. Yeah. Um, I think it's know. all. All an agenda. We can come up with as many conspiracy theories as we want on this podcast, but 
I well, think. we enjoyed the time that we had Slav and Billick and we yeah. went to some fantastic matches. He gave us some great entertaining football. Yeah. Um, he got us promoted uh, in one season with us. Fantastic effort. Yeah. Um, yes, we struggled at the start of this campaign, but yeah. still early days yet. Um, we're only two points away from safety. This is yep. a, an even more bizarre um decision than when we got rid of Darren Moore. Um, when we yeah. sat down more, when I think we was third in the table at the time, going for... Yeah, and they tried to claim it was on form, but we had, we were like unbeaten in however many games away from home. Our home record wasn't amazing, but we we were in the running of a playoff, like yeah. and maybe potential top two finish. So I don't. The West Brom board do my blooming head yeah. in sometimes. Yeah. I love to go. I would absolutely love to go and run West Brom and Jalbian and do things in a much better way. Speaking of Darren Moore, he was a name that popped into my. He was actually a name that popped. I would have been interested to give him a second chance at West Brom in the Premier League. Well, but, talking of second chances, let's hope that um, the Chinese owners sell to this US consortium. They come yeah. in, new owners, sack Sam Allardyce and reinstate Slavin Billick. That would be a perfect scenario for <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, somehow I don't see that happening. But uh, Yeah, it would be quite entertaining if it did. Yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll as always we'll support our club um, despite who's in charge. Yeah, we'll give Sam Allardyce a benefit of the doubt. I'm not particularly relishing this this era in our club now. Yeah, I don't. I'm not expecting any ex- exciting football. Yeah. Or yeah, anything like that. I'm quite disheartened to be honest at this moment in time. Yeah, so big Sam, if you're listening. You've got our support for now. Uh, if you keep us up, then brilliant. I'll get you a chip butty or something. Um, but please just place it. Don't be crap, is all I have to say. Do a job and keep us up. Yeah. Amen to that, Josh. And, and spend a bit that. of the Chinese money. <laughs> Make okay. their pockets hurt. Well, Josh, it's been it's been fun talking to you again um, yep. same time next week after the Villa match uh, and yep. we'll discuss Big Sam's first game in charge and the effect that it's, uh, it, that it's had on our fan base and uh, our club as a whole so okay cool wow. see, see you next time buddy see you later cheers um, don't forget to check us out on our Facebook page that is at www facebook.com forward slash talkalbion got a nice little community brewing on there um but as always we look forward to talking albion a bit more with you next week